0: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a Pro Wrestling Show and thank you so much for joining me today. My word, we are almost at the end of the year. The day that I am recording this is like 10 days left and then we move on to 2020 and we will see what goes down. It's exciting when the new year comes around if you're a wrestling fan well if you're a WWE fan I should say because you know that in January they're going to get serious with the Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania so you can look forward to that Uh, otherwise though look if you listened to my show before thank you so much if you haven't it's kind of like a two-pronged attack you can get the live show that goes out on YouTube just search my YouTube channel search for Simon Miller. give me a subscribe uh, if you wouldn't mind I'm almost 100,000 subscribers which I'm not going to do by the end of the year but I would love to do it at some point so yeah if you could do me that little solid I appreciate it but also all my personal projects and my wrestling career is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon 316 and i always like to give something back i always do this little shtick before i bring somebody on but hey you may be brand new and you may have no idea what's going on and again patrons can come on the podcast and we can just have a chat and we can just discuss what's been going down so i'm very happy to say for the first time all the way from america all the way from texas which is badass anyway is my man john john how are you doing today i'm
1: doing great
0: Good, good, how are dude. you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Like I'm, I'm drowning in work, but that's because we are building up to the crazy Xmas week where everything just, uh, everything slows down. But there ain't, there ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, dude, before we do start getting talking about some new stuff and some other things we've already planned, just give me uh, like a top line, a top line thing about why you love wrestling, how you got into wrestling, just so we know where you're coming from.
1: Um, well. I remember, you know, watching, you know, back in like uh, 2012, all the John Cena versus Kane stuff on YouTube. And, you know, just, I was a, you know, little, little kid back then. So big fan of John Cena. But then, uh, I used to take these drum lessons. And my instructor, his name was Paul, he said, Oh, if you watch Monday Night Raw every, Uh, One day then you'll really get into it and I was like, hey, this stuff's pretty good and then I started getting more and more into other wrestling promotions and i was like hey this wrestling stuff's pretty cool
0: so yeah. nice yeah. dude i like you and look, obviously 2019 has been a crazy year most of us get started on wwe something that could change in 2020 i was telling this to someone the other day we now live in a world where you know as long as everything goes well in five to six years time you could be talking to a wrestling fan and say how did you get into it and they go oh AEW," and you would be like yeah. oh rah, rah, crazy are you watching AEW but you man have you jumped on that bandwagon too
1: uh yes sir. Uh can't help it, can't deny it. Uh, I know. I hopped on the bandwagon.
0: Stop watching WWE. Oh completely. But, you so know. you stop watching WWE. Well, 100%. I mean I
1: watch the highlights on YouTube if I see something cool, you yeah. know. But
0: yeah. All right, dude. Well look, let's start there. Let's start there. I actually let me start with another question. Do you watch NXT? Ooh, I really wanted to get into it, but and I know lots of people
1: are gonna hate me, but I don't know. I mean, I love the dudes there. Like that that is just their incredible talent. But I mean, just if I had to choose AEW or NXT, I gotta go with A.E.W. I mean, I should really start watching the highlights on YouTube and I should really start getting into that more. But but yeah. Uh sorry. no no, dude, no
0: dude, you watch wrestling. How you choose to watch wrestling. That's it. There's no rules or regulation. Not on my damn show. You do whatever you want. But what I wanted to talk about before we get into other stuff, of course, is the ratings came out this week for AEW and NXT. And let me just get up the official numbers, which I didn't do beforehand because I'm not smart. But, you know, the tide, I wouldn't say the tide is turning. But and I understand this as well. I mean, you'll be in a better position to talk about this than I. But obviously, the Donald Trump uh, impeachment coverage absolutely smashed the television ratings this week. It was, oh, going yeah. down on a, yeah, it was going down on a Wednesday. Anybody, regardless of the demographic, was pretty much watching news shows. So I understand even I was sort of, you know, tuned in over here and it wasn't <laughs> like 24 hour coverage. But it did mean that everyone was saying, look, NXT and AEW are going to take a hit. But we didn't really know what, what it was going to translate to. And as it turns out, NXT did 795,000 viewers. And I think for the first time, I don't think NXT has beaten AEW before. I know they drew last week, but AEW did 683,000 viewers. Now, mm. you have to kind of throw these numbers out to a certain degree again because of the, the political landscape of, of Wednesday. But, I mean, I guess my question to you is, man, like you are someone that's been watching wrestling for a while. All Elite Wrestling comes along and clearly they are giving you a product that fills up your wrestling hole, right? You know, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm getting enough of my wrestling experience and wrestling love from All Elite Wrestling. But there's also essentially half their audience, if we look at it from episode one, that has stopped watching. I would just preface this by saying I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't think we need to worry about the ratings. But tell mm-hmm. me what you like about the show. <coughs> and maybe tell me what you think maybe could use improving from the show. Because, you know, a lot of people, as always, are arguing that maybe there are, you know, five hundred, six hundred thousand 600,000 people that tuned in to watch AEW and they went, meh, maybe it's not for me. So yeah, dude, tell me what you like and tell me what you maybe don't like so much.
1: Well, I love the, I know people, my friends are going to be like, really, John? Of course you'd be into that. But I love the ultra violent stuff. I mean, I just haven't seen that in such a long time. And that's something, something, you know, just brought me back when I saw John Moxley versus Kenny Omega at Full Gear. Oh, it was just, Uh, John Moxley said himself, just beautiful pro wrestling violence. And I don't know. I I like that stuff. And I like the cussing. um, Just like the Jungle Boy. (laughs) One of my favorite moments uh, so far was Jungle Boy just telling Chris Draco straight up, I'm going to kick your ass. I don't know. I just thought that was like the best thing. Um, But WWE, it's just the same reason as everybody else. WWE is just PG. And it's just like... You could still do PG and have good matches, but when your stuff's mostly comedy, well, I mean, there's good matches. It's just there's so much comedy also with it. It's like I didn't come here to watch comedy. And if you're going to do comedy, don't have it to be like half the show, you know? <laughs> like that Russo, Rusev, Lana, Lashley thing. Uh, they did it so much better when it was Edge, Matt Hardy, and Lita. And they're just trying to replicate it, trying to recycle storylines. I don't know. It's just, uh, oh, that's my dog. Sorry if you can hear her. That's all good, dude.
0: Guest guest appearance. I know what you mean. That's <laughs> an Interesting debate as well because the PG thing has been around for a while, and I don't think ever since we've been having people on the podcast that somebody has brought that up, which is fascinating. So is it is it just a case of that you get? Like, do you feel pandered, and do you kind of feel like WWE are sort of playing around with you a bit when they don't? You know, they don't they don't give you, I guess mature, adult, grown-up, whichever word you want to use it, wrestling? Like Because, you, you, again, on AEW, some people go, oh, it's silly that they swear, but everybody swears, right? That's the whole point. Like mm-hmm. right? We can pretend that they don't, but they do. <clears throat> and you mentioned the, the ultra-hardcore match, which, again, we don't usually... You get a uh, WWE hardcore match, and I'm not saying those guys don't put themselves through a lot. They do. Oh, yeah, but- the
1: Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt thing at uh, Crown Jewel. I mean, that was that was wasn't ultra violent, but you know, it was pretty, it was pretty something there.
0: Absolutely. That's such a good point. But of course it was nowhere near the levels they went to in that Kenny Omega, John Moxley match, which was, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. was otherworldly. But so what about on a week to week basis though? Because obviously you're not going to get that kind of level of hardcore match in AEW every single week. So would you like them to kind of, are you happy for them to eat clothes out or would you kind of want them to just, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, man, let's just do hardcore stuff all the time.
1: Uh, you see, if they did hardcore stuff all the time, uh, it would just be like, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. Like for the first few weeks, it'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. And then they keep doing hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. And, you know, they're going to, you know, eventually, because I saw some uh, something on uh, Cody Rhodes' Twitter. he There was a kid that was in like a really bad situation with his mom and his dad was like, uh, I think it was like a child abuse situation, but I don't want to get too into that. And he was like, he looked really long, young, like maybe five, six, seven, eight. And if they did hardcore matches, then, you know, for the kid's sake, they'd probably stop watching. But for like hardcore wrestling fans, such as, you know, myself, it would just be like, okay, well, it's just getting that way every week. How are they going to up it next week? And then there's just going to be a point where it's like, okay, well, this is kind of stupid. They're yeah, just no. throwing their cells through flaming glass tables for, <laughs> and it's not even like a pin count. So that, yeah.
0: Dude, I, I totally agree, man. That is a very, I, 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 like I say that is a very good way to look at it. Some people aren't, some people, they they, they just want more and more and more. Um, what about, what do you want AEW to do going forward? Actually, let me rephrase that. What do you think about some of the weirdest stuff they're doing? For example, Chris Statlander being an alien because I've had so many conversations about the alien in wrestling this week because, you know, she became the number one contender and then all of a sudden she's got a spotlight on her and everybody goes crazy. Especially, again, tying it into the ratings, you always get the, the lovely chaps that go, oh, it's because of this, even though it, it's clearly not. Now, yeah. the, more, the more I've thought about it, is it dumb? Yes. Is it the most, you know, is it absolutely ridiculous? Yes. But I can't help but be somewhat in awe of it and somewhat fascinated by it, because it's just so crazy. And I think when that stuff happens, it's when I remember why I love wrestling as much as I do, because you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to, to make... I mean, you have to make it work in the context of what you're watching. But <coughs> you wouldn't be able to do this in any anything else in the world and get away with it. But in wrestling, you can have a wrestling alien, and everyone goes, yeah, that's fine. Like, we've got, we got a talking dinosaur as well, and that's fine. So what do you mm-hmm. make of all that kind of stuff? Because, you know, again, the devil's advocate point of view is to say that's more... It's not very hardcore, is it? It's kind of going the other direction. But do you like that stuff or no? Well,
1: let's let's put it like this. So you know what they're doing to Roman Reigns? I've I've heard you say it on Ups and Downs. Or they're making Roman Reigns look like an actual dog. Because
0: I, I, I know, I know.
1: Well, I know. <laughs> well, let's just say I know it's crazy. Well, let's say that Chris Statlander was in WWE. The absolute atrocity of her. You know, Vince is probably saying, put her in an alien suit, put a bunch of green makeup on her, put put, put her in like a UFO coming down on some pay-per-view, maybe a WrestleMania. You will have you coming down on a re- weird alien spaceship thing. I just I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like it. But again, it is kind of weird. But if she can make it work, then I mean, obviously it works. And I mean, to me. My point of view, I mean, I saw her live, and I don't know the the vibe of the audience. I don't like using the word vibe, but the word the <laughs> but the audience. I don't know. It seemed like we were kind of into it.
0: Yeah, Everyone um, says that. Yeah. Everyone. I, I I I need to see what they're doing with it. I agree. If she comes out in a UFO one, we come out. That's yeah. too uh, That that's too much. But you you hit the nail on the head. If it gets over and people like it, then it's the right thing to do. And you know you have someone in that very company that proves that, like Luchasaurus is a he is a dinosaur. Obviously, he's not a dinosaur, but that's what you know. That's what that's the way he pitches himself as. And I guess you look at you know some people say, "Oh yeah," but he's getting good reactions from the live crowd. You know, is he is he bringing in TV viewers? I'm like, it's not just his responsibility; it's the responsibility of everybody there. And I know, uh, especially from my point of view, I I I don't mind. I think that stuff has always been there in wrestling. I just Mm -hmm. think we are we are over. We're overlooking it now because of things like,
1: like we have we have a dude that thinks he's dead, you know, the Undertaker, but no one's, you
0: know, yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's the problem. We're we're fine with that because we grew up with it when we were kids, and we'll happily accept that Kane is the Undertaker's brother because we grew up with it when we were kids. But when we're adults and we're still watching this stuff, as you should, there's nothing wrong with that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get. An alien. Well, like, it's oh, this is just preposterous. Like, yeah, but if you were a kid, you'd love it. And I have no problem with AEW trying to go after all demographics. I really don't. I really, I really don't have a problem with it at all. Well, <laughs> oh, good. It's good to get other people's uh, other people's opinions on that stuff. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't think there's anything else going on news-wise. Kofi Kingston has signed a new five-year contract. In fact, all the members of the New Day have. Uh, Kofi has said it's probably going to be the last contract he's ever signed. Makes sense. He's, I think, he's in his forties yeah. now. Exactly. Uh, Cain Velasquez apparently is going to return at the Royal Rumble. Care about Mm -hmm. Cain Velasquez? You're an MMA guy who didn't really give two hoots.
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's it's good to see big names. You know, of course, Ronda Rousey came and she was from, you know, all that and just big names because I don't really watch uh, UFC that much either.
0: But you know Um, my name, right? Yeah, so it gets. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, and I know Cain Velasquez's name. but, but yeah, big names, you know, uh, the Rob Gronkowski thing at WrestleMania 33, I think it was, uh, you know, I'm not a, uh, not a big American football fan. I know a bunch of people got pissed off just now.
0: Um, <laughs> Dude, you're allowed to like what you like, man. Don't worry about those people.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I know who he is. He had a big thing at WrestleMania 33, even though, do you think the XFL, he's going to be like one of the coaches or maybe even play? I don't know. I thought
0: it'd be kind of cool. I don't Maybe. know, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued about the XFL. Obviously, that gets going in February, which is one of the reasons why Vince McMahon wasn't at the TLC show the other day. Because oh. he, um, yeah, yeah, he's focusing on that. Look, I want it to do well, because why not? Like, so many people mm-hmm. want things to fail these days. I'm like, I don't want. I think it'd be far more interesting to see what Vince McMahon does with a successful football league, as opposed to what he does with another failed football league. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, hope that he, I hope that he does it. I, I think he's... I don't think he's going to try and do too many things that are novel or gimmicky because I think he wants people to take it seriously but yeah I'm intrigued by it like you know I I do quite like American football and while I don't necessarily feel like I need any more in the off season I'll give it a go you know I'll check it out and it's like anything like going back to the AEW debate if you watch something and you like it you're going to keep watching and if you don't you'll stop watching and both of those options are perfectly fine if they are putting something on that makes me feel like it's worth my entertainment dollars I'll give it to them and if I don't I'll go spend them elsewhere so yeah I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do I'm intrigued to see what their plan is hilariously actually I meant to talk about this when you brought up i forgot you talked about wwe making everything comedy have you heard this rumor doing the rounds that the idea for the revival is to turn them into a comedy tag team so no you, way you, you hit the, who knows how true it is man like basically dash or dawson i can't remember which now because i watch too much wrestling but one of them Uh, tripped over the Smackdown set last week and everybody thought it was a mistake but now Dave Meltzer has come out and said that he has it on somewhat of an authority that it was done on purpose because they want to turn Dash and Dawson into a yeah into a comedy tag team which to me seems crazy I I think actually that sums up your point brilliantly because the Revival are genuinely an amazing tag team and the way that they choose to (laughs) the way that they choose to use them is by doing a comedy gimmick. I mean we'll see we don't know we don't know I just I get I report the news that's what that's what I do
1: Sorry for interrupting, but do you remember the Usos thing where they pranked the Revival and put like, no, oh, yeah. what was it, itching powder? Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I remember. I'm not that big of a fan of the Revival, but even
0: I just face palmed as hard as I could with that. Like, yeah. I, t- I tell you why, because the problem I have with that is I don't know who it's for. Because it's not for people like you and I. Because I feel like that's quite. Some people will be into immature humour, and that's cool. But I think, by and large, it's not for people like you and I. And I don't think it's for kids either. I don't think kids find that stuff funny. Not all kids. (laughs) You know, I don't know. That was just really, really confusing. But no, I do remember that. And I remember being... I just remember being confused. I get I get that a lot in WWE. Like I'm very confused. I'm very confused with what we're uh, what we're doing here. But hey ho, and that's pretty much everything else that's um, that's been going down. Again, we're in we're in late December, and in late December the wrestling world just calms down. But the good thing is. Is that in um, yeah, sort of a couple of weeks we, we we will pick back up again. But talking about the year in general, obviously um, we had a conversation beforehand, and we're going to run down basically our uh, our top ten wrestlers of 2019. We have already mm-hmm. done the top ten wrestlers of the decade on this show. You can go back and listen to it in the archive, should you so wish. Dude, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? It's your call.
1: Um, uh, I might have to think about my top 10 a
0: little bit. So if you want to go first, so tell you. Good man. It's good. Well, my number 10 um it's, it's it's a weird one because obviously in my personal top 10 I'd put him higher, but he has to get in and I don't think he actually can get in higher would be Rusev because every week, every every year I should say, I hope that Rusev will get a push that I I feel like he is deserving of. But, mm-hmm. but the coolest thing I thought about Rusev this year is once again, for probably the third or fourth time, he was put in a situation when the story was not good on paper, where the idea was, was always going to be a struggle and it was always going to create controversy, which must be hard when you're a public figure. But I feel like he did the best he could. It reminds me of when they did the Summer Rae, Rusev, Dolph Ziggler and, and Lana Rangler. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It, 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 that was like, I think he probably he dealt with that one better, but I think he had more ma- excuse me material to work with. But yeah, I... Um, i i just i I think he is he's a consummate professional for one on on social media he makes my day so that's all good but the big thing is again i just i'm always impressed by the way that he can adapt to whatever he's given i mean i would hopefully I, i hopefully you know we'll put him into a more serious position once this feud is over but as a guy that is a fan of him i i'm always impressed how he'll just be like man i'll get it done i'll do the best i possibly can and that's why yeah. he, sne- he sneaks into my list, even though he spent a lot of this year injured. But hey, I'm a fanboy, so yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's just how it works, uh, dude. You got one?
1: Um, uh, my number ten. Ooh,
0: um,
1: uh, I gotta think of everyone I know. Uh, probably, probably Luchasaurus. Now that I think about it, I'll because he them, got man. yeah, um, he got so over with AEW. Well, with every place he's been to. He's so over. Um, And I don't know. He definitely deserves to be on the top 10. Um, I couldn't figure out an exact spot, so I'll just put him on 10 and yeah.
0: No, I think that's fair, man. And the thing I like about Luchasaurus, again, it's similar to the Rusev thing we just talked about. One... He took a crazy gimmick that not everyone could have got over, but he got it over. There was an amazing quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin the other day when he was like, you know, the two ways to make sure you're a success in wrestling is either turning your own persona up to 11 or coming mm-hmm. up with a crazy gimmick that is so nuts, it, you know, it's, it's a can't miss. And, yeah. and, and pretending that you are a, a, a wrestling dinosaur, I think kind of, I think it does it. I think I mm-hmm. think you can do it. And again, he buys into it so much. His Twitter game is strong. Yeah, no, I, I like Luchasaurus a lot, and I think... Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a massive deal, a massive deal at one point because the fans love him already. I mean, everyone AEW loves everybody, but mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like there's something there, and it's it weird enough in a good way that that, that people will um, that people will jump onto it. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. I, I'll, I'll keep everything cross. Uh, my number nine is gonna be Daniel Bryan. I'd oh, love of to, course, I, yeah. I'd love to put him higher up in the list, but I kind of feel. Look, Daniel Bryan never has a bad year. Daniel Bryan is excellent. He was my wrestler of the decade when we talked about those again because of everything that he's done over, over the over the last decade. It's just, and I loved all the stuff with the new Daniel Bryan, the environmentalist. But I kind of feel like WWE. They didn't lose their way with it, but there was never. It it kind of came and then it kind of went again. Like everything. And I loved the stuff in the summer with the Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan investigation stuff, and Luke Harper coming back. But it was quite clear at one point it was meant to be Daniel Bryan who was the guy. They had done it, and then they changed. I their mind. I thought minds.
1: that's what they were going for.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, but they changed their mind. I just don't so know that, do you
1: think they had that at the very beginning, like, oh, we're gonna make it look like Daniel Bryan, but then it's not going to be, or do you think they just changed that at the very end?
0: Well, as far as I know, I don't, I don't, I don't know it officially, but yeah, I. I, I, I Think they was meant to be Daniel Bryan and they changed it halfway through because there's mm-hmm. no way. Because I, I just remember watching all that feud. The best thing about it was, oh cool, I'm going to get a Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns feud out the back of this. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one we had back at Fastlane 2015 or whatever it was, and that was great. And that was oh, yeah. when you know Roman Reigns was kind of in a in a bit of a treacherous position. So I thought, well, if we can actually do it <clears throat> now, when we have our defined bad guy and our defined good guy, this this could be great. I mean, I'm being a bit harsh on him because he did you know, that Kofi Kingston match at WrestleMania 35. Kofi obviously was responsible for it, too. But Daniel Bryan added so much to that. But I kind of felt like ever since he lost the belt, as usual, I don't think WWE knew what to do with him. But again, all of his matches, every time he picks up a microphone, the way he's able to interact with the crowd. I mean, I mm-hmm. think when Daniel Bryan, when it was said and done and he's retired, I think everybody's going to look back and go, man, this is one of the best. This is one of the best guys ever. I really, really think that. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong, but we will, uh, yeah. We, we will oh, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Dude, hit me. Number nine.
1: Oh, I was going to say Daniel Bryan, too. You um, can say it, man.
0: You can say it. You're allowed. You're All
1: allowed. right. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, because of his cool haircut. No, no, <laughs> what, I'm kidding. What, talk I'm kidding. about that.
0: What do you think about that man? Kind of going back. Does to he the way, not
1: look like Orange Cassidy
0: a little it, bit? Well, he does. Yeah, and he looks super young now. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he does. Look, I think I prefer his old look. I mean, I've only seen it once, right? I got to let it play out. But from an mm-hmm. instinctual point of view, I was like, nah. I think I prefer. I think I prefer his old look. But it's cool, right? I like the way that Bray Wyatt has <laughs> reduces people down to. Um, yeah to to whatever they were before i think it's cool
1: i think i saw this thing in uh, a comment section i think it was one of your videos but i'm not sure um it was some it was somebody that said one thing i'd love for them to do is to have the fiend treat people differently based on the interactions bray brays had with them in the past um aka used two different finishers the hurt would be the mandible claw for people such as randy orton who have really hurt slash devastated him in the past or heal, which would be Sister Abigail for people he doesn't believe have hurt him so much. That's great. I think that could be a cool thing, maybe with like, uh, maybe not as not as noticeable as like, you know, Ric Flair, whenever he wears red, red he you know, he's going to lose maybe something like that. You know?
0: <laughs> I totally do. I think there's all these ideas with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend character, and I love all of them. I mm-hmm. guess the thing that I would like... I would like sort of WWE to start hinting at that a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we, it was kind of left for us to figure out, which I enjoy. I like that. I think that is mature storytelling. They don't slap you around the face with it. But I think it's cool sometimes that they colour in the you know the the gaps. And I feel like they could do more. But yeah, dude, I think that's a great shout. I think that's a great shout. I think it's um, it's it's why Bray again. I'm going to talk about Bray Wyatt later. He's obviously going to be in my list, but he is mm-hmm. some he is somebody that is just. He completely gets the wrestling business. I know not everybody likes his matches, but hey, we've got plenty of good workers that can give me good matches. Bray Wyatt gives me good characterization. He gives me good promos and he gives me good presentation. And that to me is just as important when I'm watching pro wrestling. So of course, I absolutely love him. Uh, My number eight would be AJ Styles. Pretty much the same reasons as Daniel Bryan. I mean, I I thought that the heel turn he had mid-year was a bit out of nowhere, but again, he's so good as a face. He's so good as a heel. That OC group feels completely natural. Uh, you know, I'd like them to be see them be a bit more dominant, but I get it. That's WWE booking for you. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't think you can argue that AJ Styles isn't one of the best wrestlers oh, of, of, of he, all time. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he never he never has bad matches with anybody. I know. <clears throat> you know, you can say his feud with Nakamura the, the year prior wasn't necessarily what we were hoping for, but everything it was a little to... lackluster, but still, it was yeah. it wasn't horrible. No, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's capable. It's disappointing because we, we raised our expectations, mm-hmm. right? That's the issue. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, ever, ever since his match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, right through to his match with Randy Orton on that Raw that we saw uh, recently as we're talking, <clears> though, he's yeah. just someone that I I think gets it, and again will be a, an absolute legend once he's uh, once all is said and done. So that's mm-hmm. why I throw, mm-hmm. that's why I throw him in at number eight. Have You got one, my friend?
1: Oh, uh, I wish I had like a set list ready and I had all the um I could see with me, but. Um... So that's why this list may sound a little bit weird, but number eight probably Kevin Owens.
0: Nah, dude, good not Duke. Not gonna
1: lie. Yeah. Um why? Well, uh, you know, I didn't. When did he return? Fastlane? Did he come yeah, back? He came back in Fast February. Yeah, Fe- did. yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought that match, you know, was pretty good, and then you know, he's been on a full sprint ever since. Um, well, I wouldn't say full sprint, you know, but it, it, but you know, uh, not a jog, you know. Um, but, but, yeah, I love the match he had um, at War Games. Um, I know that's. I'm being a hypocrite because I said I didn't watch NXT, but I watched War Games. Because <laughs> um, I heard them say, oh, there was a huge return. I was like, oh, I wonder who it is. And so, you know, Kevin Owens was like, dang, that's pretty cool. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I really like the stuff they, they were doing with him. I know you said you didn't like um, the. The talk shows, the what was it? Ko.
0: It's not something. that I, it's not that I don't like the the the, the, K, the, the Ko show. He calls it. It's not that like I don't Sh- like them. I just don't <clears throat> know why WWE has to go back to that every single mm-hmm. time. Oh, That's, what, okay, that's, what, yeah, yeah, that's what always baffled me. I was like, why can't you come up with any other ideas? Like, you just <laughs> prefer other things, yeah. I just prefer variety when I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> 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 it's quite nice. So, yeah, yeah. That's well, my
1: I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think Ms. TV. I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic, but not ahead but, uh, oh, excuse me, Miss TV, I think they can do without maybe, or just bring it back. Like, I don't know, maybe sometimes like the, like they did the Christian show. What was it? The the peep show Yeah. once maybe a long time ago, but it was, you know, it was in my opinion, one of the better ones. Cause you know, they didn't do it in a while, but I mean, I really like a moment of bliss. I mean, I don't know. I just like that. I don't know what makes it so good, but I like moment of bliss. Um, but the KO show, I think, falls in the middle between them. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, because KO, obviously, Kevin Owens is a great person on the mic. He He's just fantastic on the mic. Um, but that's also the reason why they shouldn't have a podcast. I mean, not a podcast, a talk show, because he's so good on his own. But, I mean, he does it so well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I love Kevin Owens. I mean, Kevin Owens... I mean I yeah I, you know I'm just looking to my list I would probably put Kevin Owens at number 7 because again he's kind of Rusev to me he mm. he he just adapts to everything so amazingly he, he's one of the best promo guys they've got I'm kind of excited about this Seth Rollins heel turn because I'm hoping that it means we finally get to push Kevin Owens as a proper Oh yeah. Yeah as a, as a proper good guy because that was the shame in February it certainly felt like he was coming back in to have this good guy run but then they had you know issues with other guys that they were pushing but come on, we
1: all knew we all knew Kevin Owens is gonna turn it on Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston, right?
0: True, true, but I, I think that was all down to sort of Daniel Bryan getting injured and whatever else happened around uh, there. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but to me, it felt like that was the right time to. And I, I, the fact they went back to it later in the year, but who knows? But what I want from 2020 more than anything is for Kevin Owens on Raw to be treated like a massive deal. Uh, the, mm. the, you know, the top babyface. We don't <laughs> muck around. He wins matches. He wins championships. I don't know whether he's already been pigeonholed. Like I don't know how management see him. But he's been in WWE for years now, and I've never felt like well, he just—he's never got old to me. And I'm always, you know, he's one of those guys. especially when I go see live shows, I'm always looking forward to, to seeing him come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will put him in at number seven. I don't think it's his best year, but I don't think that's his fault. Like he really—I I respect him massively for the crazy booking that he had to that he had to endure. So uh, yeah, number seven, I, I, I will throw Kevin Owens. Um,
1: well, that's that's good. Um, I don't know why I said that so weird. Um. Not my number seven. What did I say number seven? Or was that did I say no, Kevin you,
0: Owens is number eight? He's number eight, yeah. You got a number seven. Oh, okay. Um
1: uh, number seven would be <clears throat> um ooh, uh, Marty Marty Scroll.
0: Good shout, dude. He's in he's in he's in flavor right now as well. Mm-hmm, Hell mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Hell yeah, why so, man? Um I, I
1: just somewhat started watching Ring of Honor um, on Fight TV sometimes whenever I see the notification or whenever I can. Um, <clears throat> sorry. But all the stuff when I didn't watch him, there was still so much talk about him or what what I could see. Um, if he's still such a big deal and I don't even have to watch – well, I mean I do have to watch obviously. But like – I don't know. There's still so much talk about him returning to uh, AEW, and I don't know if he's still that that big of a deal. I mean, come on, he's definitely worth something. And I asked you a question on the, you know, the uh, question, ask me anything or whatever on the on the Patreon. It was uh, should Marty. I think it was this week's. Um, should Marty. Join the elite or feud with them, yeah. Um,
0: I, I obviously want him to join the elite, uh, but you know, um, do you, do you think he'll go to AEW though? Because at the moment, we have no idea what he's going to do.
1: Well, in my opinion,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> um, you know, even though he said, I don't know if it was just like you know, like a maybe an angle like long term booking ruin, he said that what friends I don't have any friends. Because an interviewer asked him, "Like, hey, all your friends are in AEW. How do you feel?" Um, I I'll have to find that interview or, what, or whenever he said. It. I don't know if it was an interview or not. Um, but but I don't know if that was just a thing they were doing or if he actually believes that. I mean, I don't think he believes. I don't have any friends. I don't know if he believes that they turned on him or not. But I don't know. I just feel like AEW, like, if it, they either need a they uh sorry they either aew either needs to take hold of marty or luke harper do they need both i mean it'd be preferred but they don't need need both i mean i'd love to see luke harper going to japan and wrestling all them but i mean i don't know
0: i don't know um yeah. I, I i think either or are going to be you know massive massive deals i know cody Rhodes have come out and spoken about both of them but yeah <laughs> I, I i would love to see luke harper in AEW because i think that he is an underrated talent and he deserves a mm-hmm. you know a big platform and a big stage, which I think AEW can can offer him. And to mm-hmm. me, Marty Skell hasn't even hit his peak yet. You know, I think Marty Skell, no matter where he decides to end up, uh, that's, that's, and that's I don't mean this disparagingly, but that's just personally why I'd rather he didn't go back to Ring of Honor because unfortunately, Ring of Honor right now is going through somewhat of a quiet period. I'm sure it. Oh yeah. I'm sure it will get back to its old prominence soon. But yeah, I think if he goes to All Elite Wrestling, where again there's still some issues to work out, but it does have this rabid crowd and. You know, people are going to be behind you. I think he could take that next step forward and and start moving in the direction. But as I always say with this stuff, they got to go where they want to go. Sometimes people get so mad (laughs) when they don't go in the Mm -hmm. direction that they want. But it's their lives. It's their careers. They know why they're doing it. So, yeah, it's a good shout. Uh, My number six would uh, would go across seas. It'd be my man Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, Will Ospreay to me is a dude that is just getting better year in, year out. I'm not saying you have to enjoy his matches. I know people think it's just you know, spot, 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 whatever. I just, he's so athletic. And the the way he started to put matches together and the way he started to sell and the way he started to tell more stories, again, especially over this last 12 months, to me has just been phenomenal. And I'm in awe of him as a wrestler myself because I don't know how he does pretty much 75% of the stuff that he does do. And, you know, he, he has changed the game. Him and Ricochet, I feel like, have changed the game. I know there's others. I know I'm kind of just steaming through that a bit quick. But I, those two guys' names would absolutely be in the conversation. And, you know, Ricochet's done great as well. But he's, you know, kind of been fighting the WWE machine. Whereas mm-hmm. Ospreay has kind of used the freedom <clears> that he's had to really, I think, stamp his name on the professional wrestling world in 2019. Which is why he gets in here. He absolutely smashed it.
1: Yeah. Um my number six um would probably have to be can I say like a tag team as
0: of course, like SEU. Right, SEU. Oh, well, dude, they've had a good year, man. The AEW tag team champions right now.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't know. I never really heard of them or watched them till double or nothing. And I don't know. I just was hooked from the beginning. And I don't know. I just really enjoy them. I think what they do on being the elite is is great. This is the worst town. I mean, I haven't heard that in a while now that I think about it. But still, I mean, it's it's pretty good stuff. And you can't help but like Scorpio Sky. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, you know? he's good. What did you think of his match with Chris Jericho?
1: Ooh. Uh, I knew they weren't going to have him win. But I really wanted to see him win. Oh, and those pinfalls were so close. I was literally jumping out of my seat like, come on, man. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, I thought it was a great match. Um, maybe not a five star match, but you know, maybe three and a half, four star match. I mean, it was pretty good to yeah, me. No,
0: I, I enjoyed it. And were you surprised that they held on to the tag team, uh, tag team championships? Because oh, I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that the Young Bucks may win.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was really surprised. Um, yeah, yeah. I was pretty surprised I thought the young books would do it but maybe it's because I mean I know why Cody Rhodes said he wasn't going to get the title anymore. I think unless he already explained it and I just was just missed it but I mean like if he did say he was going to challenge for the title over and over again or you know whenever it was convenient people are gonna say oh it's because he has power you know he can book himself into matches so I think it was kind of smart that he put himself in a position where it's like okay well I can't have any title matches. Else, you know, people would turn on them, and I don't know if they're going to do that with the young bucks. But
0: um, well, that's that's the argument, yeah. right now, isn't it? Are, are the guys that own the company not booking themselves in the right way? What 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 do you think? Because obviously they've gone the opposite way to something like WCW, where mm-hmm. you know all, all the main guys made sure they were always in a position of power. Mm-hmm. would you rather say Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and the young bucks were winning more? Or do you actually quite like the way they've done it? Cause it is completely, it's the antithesis to what WWE, <clears throat> uh, WWE what wrestling usually does.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, oof. I mean, Cody Rhodes did a good job with him and with the title situation. Uh, be But like, I don't know. I would really like to see the young bucks start winning a little more. Um, and Kenny Omega, yeah, I just I don't like what they're doing with him right now where he's going through like Actually, I do like it. I'm thinking of Adam Page. I'm sorry. Um but yeah, I think Cody Ro- um Kenny Omega could start having, you know, little little higher up matches, quote unquote, because like I'm not saying the the matches that he's having right now um aren't good, but I feel like he could, you know, have some you know, bigger, better matches. Um, Yeah, that's fair. I'd agree with
0: that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's work, not work to do, but I think there's places we can go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And that we should start looking into. Uh, My number five is a cheat because i got two people there, but they kind of represent, you know, this is based on the year, let's not forget too, because one side Mm -hmm. is Seth Rollins and one side is Kofi Kingston. And that's because there was a time when those two dudes were the world champions. They were both beloved, both Seth Rollins went and got hated. And yeah, it was just wonderful, and Becky Lynch was the champ as well. And it was just wonderful to tune into Raw and SmackDown every single week and have a good guy or a good girl if you look at the Becky stuff, and that be your champion. It's been so rare since we had you know well pushed and Kobe Kingston especially. Kobe Kingston probably you know uh, gets in front <coughs> of Seth Rollins because I know it got a bit dull towards the end, but he always won and he always won clean and he always mm-hmm. won strong. I was like, this is great. A good guy, babyface champion that's never looked like a moron. He understands what he's doing. He's great in the ring, and he comes out the other side as the winner. I found the whole Seth Rollins, a fall from grace, for lack of a better term, phenomenal. But yeah, I just there was a time there, sort of post-WrestleMania for a good few months, that I was kind of up to extreme rules. And then we did the whole Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch thing. I didn't think we needed that. But otherwise... I think mm-hmm. those two guys, Kobe Kingston throughout the year, but Seth Rollins for the majority of the year. And I do actually prefer where he is now. I think he's much mm-hmm. better as a heel. But yeah, those two guys, I think yeah. had a, had a had an interesting 2019, if not a good mm-hmm. one. So that's my number five.
1: My number five probably have to be um, Alexa Alexa Bliss. Um, Why not,
0: man?
1: I, I mean, I can't help but say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, but I don't know. She's... You know the recovery she's had. Oh, excuse me. Um, you know, obviously she had a you know good good spot at the Royal Rumble, and then you know going on to did she have an injury before or after the Rumble? I thought it was before. Uh,
0: I think she had a few injuries this year. I think there was one before the Rumble. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but then you know, um, you know, then hosted WrestleMania. I thought that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but then she wrestled all the live shows for a while. Because you know she was injured and she didn't want to. I think she said she didn't want to make a fool of herself live on TV. But then had her first match in a while, and I thought it was pretty good. And then you know with the Nikki Cross thing, I'm really glad that they kept Nikki Cross as her as her friend instead of you know what they did with Nia Jax. Um, because you can't help but be a fan of Nikki Cross either. She's just, I don't know the word. She has a lot of charisma. Um. In all the right places. And, um, yeah, I feel like she can, you know, put a little bliss on anything she's given.
0: Make it it a little better. (laughs) I like it, man. (laughs) I like it a lot. Well, kind of continuing that trend, my number four is Becky Lynch. Oh, that and, was mine. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, we'll talk about Becky Lynch for a while. I mean, so many people roll their eyes now because that's just what the internet does. But Becky Lynch, you know, rose to prominence in 2018. She was good anyway. But she grabbed mm-hmm. wrestling and WWE by the throat and she shook it around. And I don't think that can be understated. Like, she... You know, she she brought new people into the product. She you know made if you were a young girl, you had someone to look up to. And you know, she mm-hmm. won over sort of the mainstream or just the hardcore wrestling fan, I should say too. And she always backed it up. I know some people didn't like the transformation into what they saw as a Conor McGregor type persona, but I think you know, and I kind of liked it. I I do too. I think it, you can't just stick doing the same thing all the time. You know, she sold merchandise, she sold tickets. Some of her, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, Much meet and greet lines were we're, we're out the door through the roof. People wanted Mm -hmm. to see her. People are inspired by her. This is this has been her year. You know, the end of sort of if if you take sort of November 2018 to November 2019, it's hard to argue. Maybe some people on the same level, but nobody surpassed her. And I think she needs to be um, in all chats like this, and that's why she gets in there at number four.
1: Um, yeah, I was gonna say she was gonna be mine. Um, but the only thing I really disliked and i don't think it was her either it was because they were trying to make at the same time when kevin owens was doing all this cool stuff uh they were trying to make becky lynch they called i don't know if wwe called her i think so but called her like the 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 modern day stone cold steve austin or something like that and i was like no that would be kevin owens if anything because he's having uh he's on the mic you know talking talking about the the, you know, management a little bit. I think it was, what was he talking about? he Oh, he was doing this thing with Shane McMahon. Um, and the, like, he's putting himself in the spotlight and all that. And having, you know, he was having, um, Kevin Owens was having, I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words. um He's having backstage brawls or parking lot brawls. And, you know, I don't know. I just really thought they should have called Kevin Owens the modern stone cold steve austin said Be- becky lynch but everything else you know it's pretty good
0: yeah no dude absolutely and uh, so was my number three which is adam cole i don't think mm. nxt has had an incredible year in 2019 i mean they made it onto tv whatever the reasons i don't care they made it onto tv and <laughs> Yeah, that's a huge deal. And Adam Cole is a major reason for that. And I'm not saying he carried the brand because I think everybody there does their bit, but he was the mm-hmm. NXT world champion. And that Survivor Series weekend, he was having good matches with everybody. I'm still mm-hmm. amazed by that bump he took at, you know, War Games, absolute War Games 3. Absolutely crazy. He's got everything that mm-hmm. WWE loves. I think he can adapt to any situation. I think if you weren't a fan of Adam Cole before this year, you absolutely will be now. And I was beforehand. Oh, yeah. I liked him in Ring of Honor and PWG, but he's just great. And I think, you know, despite him not being as big as some of the guys in the main roster, I still think with the right booking you can find a way to make him work. And I I, I just I think Adam Cole is great. I think it's an amazing year. I don't know who else would have been NXT champion and I'm a little bit of a fanboy. Adam Cole kicks <laughs> me the ass. So yeah, there you go. That's my number three.
1: Oh, that's a good number three. But mine mine has to be uh Bray Wyatt. Um he's captured the audience, you know. Um just because if you look at it on paper, and if you have anybody other that doesn't watch pro wrestling, um, you could watch like the 5-5 Five Five Funhouse, and they'd just be like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> what is this? But that's the thing. Just, okay, what is this? Okay, let me show you next week's. Oh, okay, I'm starting to get – let me show you the next week's. Oh, wait, this is actually pretty good stuff. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, he's had great matches other than the Hell in a Cell one, but, um, yeah, I love what they're doing with The Miz, then the home invasion, because I thought if they're trying to make him creepy, that, that's pretty freaking creepy right there. You know, having him, then all of a sudden, all his dolls are playing with, um, The Miz's kid, uh, what's, ah, that sounded disrespectful. I know you mean, Monroe,
0: I know you mean. yeah. Yeah,
1: Monroe, um. But, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good stuff. Not going
0: to lie. No, nah, dude, I, he's my number one. Spoiler. But we'll talk about uh. him now. But we'll talk about him now. We'll, I'll do my number two in a minute. It was close. But he gets my number one for all the reasons you just said. Because in April after WrestleMania, I was like, what on earth are we doing, WWE? Mm-hmm. What are these weird things? And then to have the Firefly Funhouse, for that to get such a reaction. Again, some people did start watching it. Not in huge numbers, but at least in my circle. You know, everybody wanted to see what Bray Wyatt was doing. The fact he was able to rehab a character that was pretty much dead at one point, all of it was just... It was ingenious and it was inspired. And it's a shame it hit that wall so hard with the whole Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell thing. But that's not his fault. You know, he does what he's told to do. And I think at this point, like I say, as I said earlier, you can just... It's okay now to say that Bray White, in terms of characterization, is one of the best. He just is because he gets it. And okay, some people go, "Well, he couldn't play this character." Well, maybe not. I understand this is very similar to his, Mm -hmm. you know, his Bray White persona. I think what sealed it for me is when he came out of TLC as the Firefly Funhouse Bray. Yeah, that was was, that was interesting the happiest guy in the world I was like I'm enjoying yeah. this I'm massively entertained and I think that was the turning point for me I was like yeah I, love, I just love this I, I wasn't a massive fan of the match I thought it could have been done in a different way but who cares you know in that moment I was having, I was having a great time so yeah he would be my best he would be not even a, a best wrestler that's what I'll call this video but even that's a little bit not the right word just the guy that has impressed me the most given mm-hmm. where we were in April to where we are in December and it's been a great ride and I just appreciate it and I appreciate but- him
1: but you know what I think they should do, and this is just me being kind of funny. You know what they did with the back? Uh, I think it was the either ruthless aggression era or the attitude era. They had the conquistadors, and everyone thought <laughs> it was Edge and Christian. Then they oh, had yeah, a backstage segment yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was like the conquistadors, then Edge and Christian walk in, and I think they should do that with like having the having the fiend show up on Bray Wyatt's Bray White's Firefly uh, Funhouse fun to seal the deal that it is two different people but then again i'd be like is that kind of ruining it though because like that's his whole thing is that he has you know split personality disorder yeah, or yeah. something like that i've heard of that before um i don't know it'd be either a way to i
0: don't
1: know if it would help it or hurt it
0: well wow. I, I think he would make it work that seems to be his skill yeah. but I, I love that whole conquistadors <clears throat> thing i still remember that that was it was gold and christian man That they're they're absolutely the best, dude. Who's your number two? I'll do my number two in a minute. You can do your number one, but who's your number two? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. You know what? I haven't put him on my list. That's an oversight. I've screwed Mm -hmm. up there. Chris Jericho. He's not, but he should absolutely be on my list. I know why, dude. (laughs) Tell me. Um,
1: because he's made everything. I we keep saying this together. We he makes everything work. I mean the the I love the the lexicon of le (laughs) le champion. It was just funny, you know, the page thing. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to wrestle any member of the Scorpions. That was funny. Um, Kenny from South Park, Kenny from whatever. And then when he said Paige, I couldn't help but laugh. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to, to you know, he said himself, he didn't expect a little bit of the bubbly to get over, but it did. And I don't know. He's all over my, you know, Twitter feed, um, you know. I mean, his Twitter could – his personal Twitter could be a little bit better, but I think it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> um, he, like, he, he mouths off. Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. don't give a shit, yeah. yeah. Um, I love the
1: thing I, – I think I only saw this because I was watching uh, ordering room service with um, – who was it oh the best friends when he said like he thought walter was the worst pro wrestling name <laughs> i thought that was funny but i was like okay come on you know like come on like no
0: yeah i don't know how to
1: discover it. it was okay
0: but he's, yeah he's um he, chris jericho's just proven once again he's like Bray Wyatt. he's just proven his all of the good <laughs> things he's kind of underlined in 2019 he uh yeah, he, he absolutely rocks. I'm going to put him as a joint number two. I think it mm. kind of works anyway because my number two, given that I've done my number one, would be Cody. Um, you know, Cody is just. The, oh, the, 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 I didn't the, think about that either. That's all good, dude. So we've we, we, between us, we've covered it. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the, from where he was in 2016 to where he is now, he's the most over guy in AEW. <clears> he's brilliant. I look forward to seeing him. Uh, I think he's, I think he's the best storyteller in wrestling right now. Um, I was going to put a Carter on this list, but I didn't just because I haven't caught all his matches this year. So you know, mm-hmm. I I'd put a Carter in that bracket as well. But yeah, Cody in terms of mainstream American wrestling is the best storyteller. I love his entrance. It's, he's just been awesome. He really has. And again, I'll throw Chris Jericho is there because again, one of my favorite matches this year was Chris Jericho versus Cody. So they they, they made mm-hmm. that work together. Mm-hmm. But without you know Cody leaving and betting on himself, we don't even have all Elite resting in many ways. So he gets mm-hmm. a shout out, and I think he's only going to go from uh, from strength to strength. Dude, I'm intrigued about your number one. Who is your number one? Oh,
1: other than the fact that we have the same first name,
0: kind of John Moxley. Dude, he's... I forgot about him as well. Oh, I've screwed up my list. My <gasps> list sucks. My <laughs> list absolutely sucks. I missed so many people. Ah, uh, well, you know
1: it happens. I probably missed a lot of people too. But um, for John Moxley being number one. First off, he's just an amazing dude. He's funny and all that. But he recovered from uh MRSA. He, well, at the beginning of the year, I listened to his podcast like two times. Uh, not his podcast, but the one on Chris Jericho's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I listened to it twice. Um, You know, just having a horrible time in WWE. And I thought they were going to do, uh, I thought he was going to do the same thing CM Punk did and just be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Well, I think CM Punk left because of you know, him not being treated right backstage with the yeah. uh, doctors. I'm not 100% sure, but still. Um, <clears throat> but, oh, excuse me. That was rude. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he wasn't getting anything done. I mean, I was still a fan of it, but I don't know. I thought it was still okay. But he wasn't a fan of it. He was having a horrible time. You know, what did I say he was – I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say he was getting depressed over it. Well, I mean, I would, but. Uh, yeah, I don't mean.
0: He sounded like he was in a bad place, right? Uh uh-huh, huh. Very bad to, place. Yeah, and he got himself out and he completely turned it mm-hmm. around, right? And I totally agree. He should have been in my list. I've completely screwed it up. John Moxley, in many ways, has been, you know, the picture of him standing on all the casino trips at Double or Nothing is one mm-hmm. of the most iconic of 2019. He has been mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Exactly. And if you didn't like Dean Ambrose, you probably like John Moxley because he's just, you know, he has come out and said, this is the pro wrestler that I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He just had an
1: amazing year. Um, Other than the start, you know, then had a horrible injury. And I saw it it, one of the videos, the promotion said it should have killed him. And I was like, for him to still, you know, have that and then recover and then have an amazing full gear match. And then still come out week after week. Like... I, I don't even I think that might be something John Cena couldn't do even though he's he's an amazing you know he can heal really really quick that you know Super Cena strength all of a sudden I don't know I feel like that would be pretty tough on him
0: yeah, but you, I don't you made John Moxley, I, I I yeah he's he's been he's amazing twelve months there's no two ways about it it's been absolutely phenomenal he had mm-hmm. he has kicked all the ass do his good list. That's a good that's mm-hmm. a good damn list. I like it. And I think between thank us you, I think you. we I think we got everyone between us. I mean we won't have done. People will now be going, you didn't put Naito in there, you didn't put Tanahashi oh, yeah. in there that's the problem with top 10 lists you didn't put michael nakazawa i know yeah yeah. well the young bucks weren't in there kenny omega wasn't in there like don't forget kenny omega was having incredible matches with tanahashi at the start Mm -hmm. of the year but you got to go with your gut of course let us know in the in the comments below if you're watching on youtube what your top 10 wrestlers are get mad that we haven't mentioned them that's the idea Uh, and if you're listening to this on podcast head over to youtube sign up to my youtube channel and then you can moan you can moan there as well but john thanks so much for joining me today man that was really fun i enjoyed it thank you for having me i had a great time as well good i'm glad and thank you very much for the patronage and, and spot and supporting me too and thank you to all patrons i mean end of the year not sure we'll get another one done before christmas so genuinely from the bottom of my heart anybody that has supported me uh, throughout 2019 you have no idea how much it helps you know i'm a freelancer you know by trade so you allow my wrestling career to go on you allow my podcast to go on my youtube videos anything i do that i do off my own back you make that happen so thank you from from the bottom of my heart enjoy the last week of professional wrestling of the decade we'll move into 2020 We'll see what AEW's got up its sleeve for its big pay-per-view in February and, of course, the Raw Rumble. Let's not forget we've got Wrestle Kingdom as well in a couple of weeks. People love Wrestle Kingdom. First ever done over two nights, so maybe they got some big ideas too. But in the meantime, yeah, check me out on YouTube. Search for Simon Miller. Twitter, Instagram at SimonMiller316. If you want some last-minute Christmas merch, simonmiller.bigcartel.com and patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316. Have yourself a lovely little day, and I will talk to you again soon.